Today we're talking about the five types of people who always seem to get triggered by the INFJ. This seems like a deja vu. There are always these kinds of people that you meet and it's not even that you would say, oh, those are people I don't like. Sometimes it's even people that you explicitly like that get triggered by you. But the thing is this, you can actually classify those people. You can say, oh, it's always these kind of people who react like this towards me. Because of course it's not on us if we trigger people, but it's on us if we keep staying connected to these kinds of people. And I promise you this, once you figure out, oh, these are the kind of people that get triggered by me, that's why they're getting triggered by me, I really don't care about them and I don't really care about this kind of conversation, you won't interact with people like this anymore. Everything can switch from one day to another and today we're really going to talk about this in detail. Before we get started, I want to remind you if you haven't done this so far to download the free poster on the INFJ Epic Life formula and if you want to take it to the next step then get the INFJ Epic Life audio guide today. Everything you need to know you can find in the links in the description. Number one, the validation chasing person. So on the one hand, this is the perfect person who would be attracted to the INFJ and the INFJ would be attracted to them because we see when people are searching for validation and we don't even look at it as something negative. We just say, oh, that person has some kind of issue with their self-esteem, but they're such great people. They just have to see their own worth. So I'm going to help them see that. So I'm going to start validating them, right? Those are things that are happening happening subconsciously within an INFJ and we don't really question if this is a good thing, if we're enabling them or not because our intentions are good at that moment. But the thing is this, you can start this dynamic by being somebody who validates them, who appreciates them, who shows how much you respect them, but at some point you're going to make a choice that is all about you. It happens automatically. At some moment, you're going to be human. At some moment, it's not going to be all about that other person. And that's the moment they get triggered. Because suddenly, oh, you're not like this person who always walks behind me and who's always, you know, putting me on a pedestal and who's always making me feel good. You actually were just pretending. It's not like you really feel that. Because those kind of people who are always chasing validation, who always need validation, the perfect people for them to be around with are people who are genuinely looking up to that person. In most cases, INFJs are not because we don't look at people this way. We always look at people on eye level. So we want to make people feel good. We want them to feel good about themselves, but it doesn't mean that we actually think we're beneath them. They are somebody that we want to attach ourselves to because they're better than us or anything like this. And that's actually what that person needs. Because if that person was able to find that validation within themselves, you know, those kind of interactions that they had with you wouldn't even be necessary. And most people who have this kind of thing going on, they cannot be fixed by you being there for them and making them feel good. Again, at some moment they will recognize that you were saying those things in order to make them feel good. You were aware that they have insecurities in those areas and you might have focused on them and dimmed your own light, right? It's not something that you do because you need it. You do that because you're a good person, you have good intentions, you want the other person to feel good and because you can read people and that's pretty much how you've been conditioned your whole life. And so once this person sees that you're not really in it in order to follow them, in order to put them on a pedestal for you to look at them as the alpha and you're the beta, 
that's when they get triggered. And so we have to ask ourselves, okay, what are we doing about this? Well, mainly it's like this. Stop giving people validation by putting yourself down. There's nothing wrong about complimenting other people. There's nothing wrong about like making them feel good. But what we INFJs do so often is we do that at the expense of our own growth. We do this at the expense of us being our biggest and best version right? Because if we would be our best, we subconsciously feel like we would make them feel bad. We would enable their insecurities. We would, you know, evoke them. We would just make them even stronger. And we really have to get to a point where we say, this is not my task. This is not only not my task. I'm not even able to change how they feel about themselves. The best way to help people feel good about themselves is to respect yourself because people learn from what you're doing, not what you're saying. So if you're constantly saying to them, feel better about yourself, you're such a great person, but what they're seeing is that you're neglecting yourself, then you're pretty much mirroring back to them. Yeah, neglect yourself as well. Do what you need to do in order to get that external validation that is not real because it's not based on who you truly are. Because in the end, it's all about minimizing who you truly are because that's not acceptable. So it might seem like a good idea, but it's not something that is healthy, not just for the other person, but for you as well, because we don't want those situations where people get triggered. We don't want those situations where people seem to like us and then they don't. And it's like this whole mess. You are a person with strengths. You are a person powerful beyond measure. And of course, everybody is, but you cannot make people feel that about themselves. The only person who can really make you feel like this is yourself. And so stop dimming your light. I promise you, if you're being kind to people, but you don't allow this respect because you excuse it with their insecurities, all of those triggering situations will go away. Because people who see right from the beginning that you're not somebody who's going to validate them for the image they're portraying. You're not going to be one of those people who will pretend to be a beta to their alpha. They can make a choice then. Am I going to grow as well and then meet that INFJ at eye level? Or am I going to excuse myself from that situation? Every person has the prerogative to make that decision for them. Every person has like their unique time when they're ready to grow. It's not on us to make that happen. Remember, this doesn't mean you have to be rude. It just means don't put yourself down. Don't dim your light because you feel it's your responsibility to make them feel good about themselves. That's not how it works. The second person who gets triggered by the INFJ is the play by the book person. So this is the person who's maybe your coworker. You both are working at this corporate job and they do everything that is expected of them. They work, you know, 60 hours a week. They think like, I have to be as good as everybody around me in order to shine. I have to make sure that my boss looks at me and thinks I'm special. So those are people who really like playing by the book. They like to do what is expected of them. Them. They like to do what is considered like, you know, the thing that's going to make you get ahead. And the INFJ doesn't play those games. Like it doesn't mean that we don't like to work. Some INFJs I've met like really love to work and work a lot, but it's this typical thing of, okay, I need to put myself in line. There's a hierarchy here at play and I want to be part of that hierarchy. I will move up that hierarchy. There will be people who are below me and there are people who are above me. The people who are above me, I respect more. The people who are below me, I respect less. Like I'm in this and I expect people to follow those rules. 
And then the INFJ comes along and the INFJ knows what the rules are on paper and they're going to play by them. They're kind, they're on time, they do what they think is right. But what most INFJs don't do is play into that hierarchy, play into what is considered the right thing, what is considered the most popular thing, what is considered, you know, the thing that's going to make you get ahead. The INFJ isn't respecting the person with a higher position more than they're respecting the person with a lower position. They look at everybody the same. They say, in my world, this is what I want to do. I want to put in my 40 hours a week, for example, because this is what it says on paper. This is what I feel comfortable with. And I know that you're playing the game and you feel like you have to play by the rules because that's what makes you feel good, but it just doesn't work for me. And what triggers people about this is that the INFJ can still get ahead, that there is a way for somebody who doesn't put all the same effort, for somebody who hasn't paid all the dues that the other person has paid, is still making it happen for themselves. They're living their life, there's no consequence to their bad behavior, and this makes other people furious because there is a lack of control here. The people who really love to play by the book, they feel content with a system. They feel content with, you know, really known rules because then they can, you know, manage them. Then they can win in that scenario. And then the INFJ comes along and says, well, I know that this is the game you're playing, but I'm just playing a different game. And on paper, I haven't done anything that could get me fired or could get me into trouble. Like, I don't need to feel like certain positions give a person more personal power. I understand that this is a structural thing within that company, but when it comes to like human interaction, we're all equal, everybody decides their own rules, and that's just what the INFJ believes in. And so when we get into situations like this and people get triggered by us, this is when an INFJ gets in a really difficult situation because very often we try to prove to the other person that we don't have any bad intentions, that we also wanna put all the effort in that we can, we just don't feel like we're in that system. Like, it's not on us. We can't just decide that this system is something that happens subconsciously in our mind. No, our mind just works differently. So what we have to do is to make people aware from the get-go that this is who we are. This is of course risky, right? Because you might think, oh, people are not going to like me. But the thing is this, you're never really going to be comfortable. You're never going to excel at what you're doing if your entire way of approaching something is based on, let me walk on eggshells, let me not make somebody uncomfortable, and then it will be okay. Yeah, it will probably be okay, but it's not going to be great. And so it's this push-pull that really triggers people. But on the other hand, if you from the get-go let people know, well, that's how I see the situation. I know that I have certain strengths and you might not have them. You will profit what I'm bringing to the table. I will profit from what you're bringing to the table, whatever it may be, but I'm not pretending to be playing that game. And something really interesting will happen. You'll see how a lot of people will just move away from you. So I've seen this at my old company when I was still working. Like there were partners in the company who didn't want to work with me because I just didn't have that kind of respect of, oh, their opinion of me is everything that matters. It just wasn't the case. But at the same time, I had other people who actually saw that as a strength, the fact that I was able to stand on my own, the fact that, you know, I said what I said and I meant it. 
and I didn't want to play those games. I'm not somebody who plays them and no INFJ is. Like we can play that game, but it's not what we internally believe. It's not what we internally need. And so being more authentic in this way really avoids people getting triggered because again, you're giving other people the opportunity to make those decisions about them. They understand, oh, that's not a person I want to have an interaction with. I'm going to distance myself psychologically. You're not making that decision for them by saying, I know they're not going to be okay with who I am, so I'm going to make myself small and I'm going to make that decision for them. In order for them to stay close to me, that's the version I have to play. We really have to get to a place where we know masking who I am is just not an option anymore. Because if I do that, I'll always feel lonely. I'll always feel like I'm not tapping into my potential. And I'm just, you know, keeping all my energy way too closed off. I promise you, if you play this game from the get-go, you'll find the right people, people who will appreciate you for that. And it's exactly when you're being yourself that's the moment when you're being the most powerful. You just will see that this power will come out in areas that you didn't expect. The third person who always gets triggered by the INFJ is the aggressive person because that aggressive person has not come across somebody who has zero reaction towards that aggressiveness. We don't like to shout back. We don't like to put that aggressive energy back because it just isn't in our nature. We don't understand what it's for. Like we see that person, we understand, okay, they have something going on. This is really uncomfortable and I'm not going to play that game. They want to provoke me. They want me to get aggressive with them because that's what will make them feel in control. That is what will make them feel like, oh, you actually care. But the INFJ is above that. Like it's not something we choose. We have weaknesses like everybody else, but this is not one of them. We see the situation for what it is and are able to really shut that off to be really like, why are you acting this way? Why are you being so aggressive? This kind of behavior makes people who are already angry even angrier because they do not know what you're about. And this is the key point here. INFJs continue to keep it calm. The INFJ will try everything in their power to not rock the boat, no matter how strongly the other person is just, you know, pushing the boat. But it's not going to work this way. I've done this millions of times. I see this every single day with INFJs that I work with. So what we have to do here is to understand I'm not going to have a back and forth but I'm also not going to allow somebody to talk to me this way and then put it on me to keep the balance, to keep the boat from not rocking. Cause that's too much pressure. There's so much energy involved in this. There's so much stress that we're putting on our body because you have to look at it this way. A person who continuously put their anger towards you and they're looking for a reaction in order to know what you're about and you're not giving that reaction, that makes them even more aggressive. And they will do more and more and more and they will not stop. In situations like this, we really have to remember, takers do not stop. It's the givers who have to stop giving. And in that situation, it's not the giver of aggressive energy, it's the person who is being kinder. It just doesn't work. You have to set a clear boundary and really take it to another level. Make them aware 
who they're dealing with. So often we don't want to do that because we feel like, oh, that's going to make them even angrier. Or we think like they're going to see that we're actually more powerful than we are and we are becoming this target. Trust me, it's the only way. If you try to, you know, go out of the way and you've done this once or twice and that person doesn't stop, make them aware who you're dealing with. You're not somebody to be messed with because every single one of us knows at some point you're going to fight back. At some point, all of that energy that you took on will come out because you just don't have another choice. And that's when that INFJ monster comes out that everybody is so afraid of because it is scary. So the sooner you actually bring it out, the sooner you let that person know, hey, I don't care about this aggressive attitude. You want to do this? Talk to somebody else. Whatever it may be, you're not going to engage with that person in a way of child-child or adult-child. No, you're looking at them straight on and you're saying, I'm not having this. You're not avoiding the situation. You're not backing out. You're not pretending like it's not happening. You talk to them straight and say, you don't know who you're dealing with. Stop doing this. I don't want to interact with you. And if that seems like too big of a step for you, just take the next best step. What is something you could do that will get you out of your comfort zone, but won't overwhelm you? Maybe it seems like a small step to everybody else, but it can be a huge step for you. We have to work on our boundaries because if you're not giving the person any energy, they are not stopping because what they're seeing is, oh, you have no reaction at all. You are not protecting yourself. You're not doing what is healthy for you, right? Because you're not removing yourself from the situation. You continuously allow them to be aggressive towards you. We feel like we're showing that, you know, we are not engaging in this and it's all good. But once you learn that you need to protect yourself and you need to protect your energy, you know, and you start to really be kind to yourself, you're not going to allow people to talk to you this way. You're not going to get into back and forth not at all, but you're also not going to have the situation and for that person to continue to put this on. They have to burn their finger once in order to understand, okay, that just doesn't make me feel good. I know now who that person is. I know what they're all about. That's not a person I want to mess with. And that's how you avoid situations like this. And the more you do this, the better you get at it. So I really had gotten to a point where if people tried that with me, I instantly reacted because it just became part of my nature. So people therefore switched their behavior, they moved out of my way, or they actually found like a new level of respect for me. And we as INFJs really have to learn this because this behavior of ours, which is totally normal and totally, you know, our default state of, I'm just going to take a step back and another step back and another step back. It's just going to keep triggering people and it's not going to get them to move away from us. Number four, the delusional person. So every single person has some kind of delusion going on in their mind, but there are people who need people around them to believe that delusion as well. So those are the typical people who have like a huge group of people around them and they think that they own the world. They think that not only is everybody looking up to them as the person who's like most in charge, the person who's, you know, doing so many great things, who's like this big boss person, but they also need people around them who believe that. 
And you see people like this in all walks of life. But looking at it objectively, they haven't done anything that makes them like really successful or very admirable or, you know, a good person or anything like this. And the INFJ really judges people at face value. You know, there is this thing of, you know, sometimes we act too nicely towards people, maybe we put on a front, but when it comes to how we judge people internally, we really look at what they're actually doing and not of the illusion that they're creating around them. We can see beyond that. And if you come along and then you talk to them like, oh, you're a person like me, you know, we talk on eye level and they require you to look up to them and you don't, they really get upset with you. And so what we have to learn is to just stay clear of those kind of people. So this is not the person who plays by the book. There is like some hierarchy in the system, anything like this. Those are really subgroups in, you know, society and, you know, they can live out everywhere. So it's like this girl group over here or uh, those guys over there or some kind of coworkers and to really understand, okay, I'm not having any kind of conversation with you. Like I'm really putting myself out of the situation because people who are delusional and they first get triggered if you have interactions with them and you're not playing by the book they are not going to stop. You're either going to fall in line or they're going to challenge you over and over again. And with people like this, it really is all about do your thing. I don't want to have any contact with you. I'm doing my thing over here. That is the healthiest thing. And you'll see how you continuously grow in your own way and in your own direction. And those people just stay in the rear view mirror. And lastly, number five is the type of person who had put you on a pedestal. So a person who has put you on a pedestal because you made them feel good about themselves and they recognize that it isn't all genuine, that you did it because you sort of had empathy for them, you might have felt bad for them, it wasn't really all that authentic because at some moment it really comes out that you're a different person. You're not the person that they thought you were right? We had a video on this. We as INFJs, we are great at being a perfect projection for other people. And so they can put all their imaginations on us. They can imagine that we're the person who looks up to them, who really admires them for who they are, whatever they want to feel. But at some moment, you're going to fall off that pedestal. At some moment, you're going to be human. You're not going to be this angelic-like being that we can pretend to be. We're good at it, but it's still play pretend. It's still a role. It's still a skill. And a person who had put you on a pedestal, who had allowed you to get close to them and they felt safe around you because they felt you can't hurt them and then they see that you're a real person, those people really get triggered. Those people have really strong reactions towards the INFJ. And so we really have to decide for ourselves, do we wanna continue this cycle over and over again just with different people? And, you know, I kept doing this for so many times, like from childhood on probably until like my mid twenties, 28, like probably was like the last time that this was still an issue for me. And I really got to a point where I understood I just cannot do this anymore. Like this is just too exhausting. This doesn't get me anywhere because I'm not the person that they put on a pedestal. Like that's an image. I'm this true person who has strengths, 
who sometimes thinks about myself, who, you know, is great in some things and not great in other things, who also has opinions about how that other person acts. And, you know, they're not always perfect because you like and you love people who have qualities that aren't perfect and you like them despite of that. Like, that's not a problem. So you deserve that as well. And so in order to forgo this entire triggering process, really stop allowing people to put you on a pedestal. It has nothing to do with you, right? It's something that they make up. So be yourself, even if that means that people are going to like you less, even though you have the chance for them to look at you and say, oh, what a great person. Again, is this really who you are or is this who you're pretending to be in order to have a good relationship with that person? The more you choose yourself, the more authentic you show up, the less people will put you on pedestals. So you're really forgoing this quick, you know, dopamine hit and this moment of feeling good but you're therefore building a foundation of how you start feeling good about yourself, how you become proud of the person you're becoming. And the more you do this, the more this is not up for debate. And the less you are this blank canvas that people can project onto. And so therefore they just won't put you on a pedestal. They see you as a human with, you know, great qualities and bad qualities, and they might like you, but they're not going to obsess over you. And that's okay because that's a healthy way of looking at you. You're a great person with great qualities, but you're human. And that's what makes you actually feel the real love with people. That's what makes you feel real connection with people. And it's not based on some projection that you're perfectly at portraying. Remember, if you want some more guidelines, how to start building that life that makes you feel excited about your life and makes you proud of the life that you're creating, then check out the free poster on the INFJ Epic Life formula. And if you say, I'm going to start my INFJ Epic Life today, then get the INFJ Epic Life audio guide. Everything you need to know, you can find in the links in the description. And if you want to watch another video now that is in alignment with today's topic, then watch the video, Why the INFJ Gets First Admired and Then Torn Down.